For another show. It's the 25th. Can't wait for the 25th. We're excited about this message today. We're excited to, to be with you, to bring and discuss this message like we do each month when our lady gives it, the purpose of which is to draw attention to it, to highlight this in your life, in your heart, and to emphasize this. One of the things we started the radio sh- rave show was because there was such a big event as far as Our Lady giving the message, and most people are isolated by themselves, and they had only themselves to read it, and because they wouldn't discuss it with others or they weren't with people, then they weren't able to expand on the message or have fresh insights or other people's insights into it. And, of course, the messages can be taken today on the first read six and a half billion times for everybody that reads it upon the earth if they were to all read that. And in the future, it would be the same way first time people come to know Our Lady or the message, it will mean something different. And so there's no lockdown way to discuss the message. But the initial impacts and what it says today and what we discussed tonight can mean something different tomorrow. So there are general purposes. There is a general direction of the message. But these messages are unique in the history of the world. Never before in the history of the world, Our Lady said, will I give messages as I'm going to give now. Since the world's beginning, they're unique. They're able to speak, and they are alive. They're not locked down in like our Constitution of the United States of America, where the document is not a living document. What it says is what it means back then as it means today. People want to change it to a living document. The messages are living. They're alive. At says build them into your life. The Holy Spirit speaks through these messages. It's fortunate for us that the Constitution is not that way because people want to change it to adapt their way. And people who are not Christian interpreting our, our Constitution are perverting it because they're trying to be the Holy Spirit themselves. They're trying to make it alive. What it says is what it meant the way the forefathers put it down. But the messages are different. They have life. They have purpose. They speak to six and a half billion people differently tonight. And that's the beauty of them. And so Our Lady's got something for us to tell us for our individual guidance, our walk, our circumstances, every factor in our life, everything in our life can be affected by these messages. And so that's why Our Lady says, I'm going to come and give you messages as it has never been in the history of the world since its very beginning. Can you imagine having a view back in the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve before they fall walking around and the Bible says in the cool of the evening they could hear God. Our Lady doesn't exaggerate. If she says something it's truth and when you hear a salesman says, and they come and try to talk to you about something, or somebody's going to do some work on your house, or somebody's just talking to you politically, or whatever it may be, they say, well, to be honest with you, what does that mean? To be honest with you? What does it mean if you're not going to be honest? Are you, are you a dishonest person? 
I cringe when I say hear that. And and probably some parts of our life we did say that. But if we're honest people, we don't have to say that. Our word is our word. We should never say. And I, I correct people when I hear it. Oh, to be honest? Does this mean sometimes you're dishonest? It's verbiage we don't have to say. But if our lady says it, it's honest. She don't have to say the truth of the matter is. We don't have to say that. Our lady doesn't say that because what she says is truth. And if Adam and Eve in the truth of the scriptures walked in the cool of the evening and conversed with God. And she tells us, I'm going to give you messages as it has never been in the history of the world from the beginning. That's the word she used, the beginning, all the way back to Adam and Eve. They didn't have what we have right now. The magnitude of these messages, the guidance, the purpose of being obedient to Our Lady is to save the world and make it as much of a garden as possible. So these sweet words, these terrible words for the devil, these consoling words for the soul, the burning coals on the devil's head, these words, was given to us today. How much attention are you going to give to it? This message today was very interesting, very profound, and very powerful. And to many... Maybe a consolation. Sometimes the messages aren't consolation. They're very convicting. They're very telling of ourselves. But what Adam and Eve have is not what you have today or I. In a profound way, our lady came to speak to us. Words conveyed from God, the very throne, to change the direction of our life. What is those words today? Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's July 25, 2011 monthly message to the world. Dear children, may this time be for you a time of prayer and silence. Rest your body and spirit. May they be in God's love. Permit me, little children, to lead you. Open your hearts to the Holy Spirit so that all the good that is in you may blossom and bear fruit one hundredfold. Begin and end the day with prayer with the heart. Thank you for having responded to my call. Well, that's a doozy message in some ways. Our ladies real clear. May this time for you, or this time of prayer and silence. What do we have silence in this culture? Can you imagine just 300 years ago, there was no microphone, no megaphones, no, no radios, no, all the distractions, nothing was there. I remember seeing two Amish, or rather an Amish country on a foggy morning, about seven in the morning, coming out of the fog with no sound, a man with four horses, an Amish man, sitting on a sitting-down plow, plowing his field. It was eerie. And it was beautiful. And it was really mystical. And the 
four rows that he was plowing with his plow went on one, maybe out of the fog for about 50, 60 yards. Then he made a turn. And then I see coming out of the mist another horse, a set of four horses and a plow, and it's his wife. It don't get no better than that. It's burned into my memory. It was one of those God moments. And all in silence. Nobody said nothing. And yet, it was such a profound word. Uh, Who's got it right? And who's got it wrong? You won't feel that in the traffic. You won't feel that fighting cell phone calls one after another. Just getting home is a disaster for us. Are you running? Are you running for nothing? Most people are. They do nothing. They stay so busy producing nothing. And our lady tells us, for you, a time of prayer and silence. Rest your body and spirit. For what? From yourself. What have you created? What kind of word? What is your kingdom? Sometimes you need a little time just away from yourself. From me. And get rid of the ego. From yourself, your ego, to give time to God. You can't do that if it's not in silence. So everyone needs time away from me. Jesus did it himself, and he was God. He would often go to the mountains and pray. He needed the solitude because God speaks the loudest in silence. With the hustle and the bustle in our society and the culture, the way we built this world, which our God, our lady said, you built a whole new world without God as if you were your own creator. It's a disaster. Who likes it? Nobody. Who wants to bring it up and resurrect it? People waiting for it to resurrect. For what? Time stops. No need for a clock. Sitting on the coast watching the boats roll in. No cell phone. No fighting traffic getting home Just one set of footprints in the sand Well, I ain't running from nothing Just taking a little break from everything I need a little something to remind me Why I lead this life Sometimes I need a little time away from me A calm wind blows, stirs my soul And I'm only holding on to what I need I ain't cutting ties isn't loosening the lines So right now this is right where I need to be 
nothing Just taking a little break from Well, we have a lot to think about with this message in regards to our time, how we spend it, what we do, and where we go from here. If these messages are not like anything we've ever seen in the history of the world, do we weigh this thing out, or these words out, without the gravity of evaluating our whole life? It's important to understand that Our Lady conveys to us that we have to be by ourselves a quiet time. One thing she did established here in our community was 5 a.m. prayer for us. To have an encounter with God, quiet, in the silence. The silence of creation. She said July 25th, 1998. Through a personal experience of prayer, you may be able to discover the beauty of God's creatures. You cannot speak or witness about prayer if you do not pray. Then she says this, That is why little children, in the silence of the heart, remain with Jesus, so that he may change and transform you with his love. On July 25th, 2006, in silence, may the Holy Spirit speak to you and permit him to convert and change you. You're not going to change in the noise that the television and all these things. God can't speak to you. God's voice comes like thunder in a whisper in silence. And I tell you, if you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. It is louder than thunder, louder than the initial lightning strike. It is a bolt, and it comes in quiet, and it's such a whisper. But there's nothing will quake you more than if you had that gift of hearing the Holy Spirit, Our Lady. That touch of her, there's no question what her voice and sweetness sounds like. Through her inspirations, however she speaks to you. But you won't hear it with things going on all the time. I once took a group to Medjugorje in the year, in probably in the late 80s. These two women came up to me who I knew and said that they not get anything after three days there. And every time I looked up, they were talking to each other like two ducks. Wank, wank, wank. I says, you know, this is what you're doing. You're walking around. You look like two ducks talking. How do you expect God to get any, a word in between the two of you? Y'all separate. Go by yourselves. Get in these fields and pray. They did it. The next day they came to me and said, thank you. They're so used to noise and talking to each other and being in each other's company 
and everybody else is the same way, even though they sit there at the restaurants talking on cell phones and they don't talk to each other, we're so used to this system that we don't even see what we're doing wrong. God can't get a word in otherwise. And so with that, we've got to reflect. What is Our Lady saying to us? What has she got to say about the silence? We don't know silence in this culture. It's not part of us. And until it does become part of us, you won't know God's will. You won't know his sweetness. You won't know the sweetness of our lady's words. A picture will not suffice. A book will not do. Descriptions are shortcoming. What millions have seen but few understood. It can't be explained. It can only be experienced. Medjugorje. The place where the Virgin Mary comes daily to grace the world with her presence and blessing. Why would one not go to Medjugorje now, in the time when the Holy Mother of Jesus is still present now in the holiest of villages? Medjugorje can only be experienced. Have you yet to live this experience? Or have you gone to Medjugorje and never truly experienced Our Lady? Many are called, but for those who respond, there is no regret. Come now to Medjugorje and be blessed by the Holy Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace. For over 24 years, BVM Caritas Pilgrimages has guided thousands of people just like you in what many consider the best spiritual format to go to Medjugorje. Founded by a friend of Medjugorje, BVM Caritas knows that a good pilgrimage does not just happen. Sign up today for your Medjugorje encounter with Our Lady. BVM Caritas. Call today in the U.S. 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. And ask about your Medjugorje pilgrimage. Or go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Medjugorje Pilgrimages. Your pilgrimage does not begin the day you leave your home. It begins today. BVM Caritas Pilgrimages. Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. i 
Spirit can't move your hearts until you open your heart. Our Lady wants us to follow her way so the Holy Spirit can't move us. In the message, Our Lady says, Rest your body and spirit. May they be in God's love. And I think it's kind of an interesting thing. I can picture our spirit being in God's love, but you don't really think of the body as being in God's love. What what does it mean for the body to be in God's love? Well, the, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and if you're going to be in, in doing God's will, this is what he did with Our Lady. She was, she's immaculate. And, of course, she assumed into heaven. And Maria is, and the other vision has described that when a feast day comes, that they're, they're, she's dressed in gold. But that's not what Maria has explained in detail. Actually, she's got the same clothes on, but her body radiates out gold through her clothes. And so the body is important in significance. And it's really the way the devil's making the world fall through the body, through immodesty, through the sins of the flesh, through the sins of selfishness, through wants, inornate desires, and the list goes on and on. And it's always Satan's thing. You know, laziness is a sin. What is laziness? It's the body. And so for it to be in God's love, it can't have any of these traits. Rather, it's got to have virtue. Timeliness is, is a virtue. Being on time. What's being on time? Your body being there on time, making it do what it wants to do instead of sleeping an extra five minutes. And all the peace of not being on time, what happens as a result of that? And all it means is just getting up five minutes early. It's miscule. What's the difference in getting up five minutes later or five minutes earlier? Nothing. You're going to be just as tired. Sometimes when we work late, we've got to go to the field. At 5 a.m., your body may not want to do that. But it's the quiet time where we have that encounter with God. And to lay there a few extra minutes doesn't do any different things with what you're going to feel in, this, in the field, nor neither would it for you. And so to be in the love of God is to be in the will of God. And the flesh needs to be in the will of God. And the flesh in the culture today is not in the will of God. So it's not in the love of God. It's often where people will suddenly have something happens to them and they want to come out here and pray. We see this for years and years and years. You know, I've often thought, what about the people that fall off a a ship or something and they they never call on God and suddenly they call on God because they've learned and they've heard and they've said... You know, pray to God, he'll answer your prayers. And that's just like my sister who worked in ICU unit for children. I remember one 13-year-old kid or so was uh, riding a four-wheeler and had head injuries. He was in a coma. He was comatose, basically brain dead. Nothing they could do. And the family says, well, there's nothing left to do now but pray. That's the last thing you go to? Do you want to be able to call on God and he be used to you hearing him every morning, thanking him for what he's done for you? And you think he's going to be more attentive when you've been fasting and you're praying and you're trying to do his will and you want to please him? 
and he wants to reciprocate that, hearing him as our as his sons. I don't want to get in a situation where you hear people say, Jesus this and Jesus that, using Jesus' name every time they get frustrated. And then what's the difference when Jesus is listening to that and hearing all these blasphemies, really, just because even Jesus, even using Jesus' name irreverently is blasphemy. People don't think about that. Maria said every time she hears, sees Our Lady say, Jesus, she bows her head. All these years, every time she says, God the Father, she bows her head. That's an incredible thing. And we have people saying Jesus Christ in their work because they're frustrated. And then they're correct, the pen in it, it's on fire or something. They're saying, Jesus, Jesus, he's not paying attention. He's over at his workbench with Joseph up in heaven doing something. Or he's all that guy says that all the time. You know, you want Jesus to be used to you blaspheming? He may not recognize that. Yes, he's God. He will. But do you think he's going to pay attention to you? Do you think you're going to get the attention you need? I suppose the body is not in the love of God because when you take the Eucharist on the tongue, within a few hours you're saying bad words across the same tongue. So being in the love, the body being in the love of God, in God's love, rest your body and spirit, they may they be in God's love, means to be in the will of God. And to be in the will of God, you need to be seeking holiness. And where you fail, you need to run confession. Like I just tell, said, I call you to a difficult and painful step. To confession, or rather to admission and confession. Our Lady, in this message, did a incredible She says, permit me, little children, to lead you and open your hearts to the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit to do that, you've got to be in silence. You've got to listen. But one thing that's very interesting in this is since 1999, our lady said permit probably eight times, nine times. Every single one of those messages, every one of them is Mariana's messages. The second of the month, accepting one or two of them, which was on Mariana's 18th of the month message, March 18th, 1999. I will help you. Whether I do not want your hearts to wander in today's darkness. I will help you. I will be with you on this way of discovery of the love and mercy of God. As a mother, I ask you to permit me to do this. April 2nd, 2008. Is your heart open to me? Do you permit me to purify and prepare it for my son? April 2nd, 2007. In a special way, rather, I'm sorry, in a special time of prayer, permit me to transform your hearts that you may help me to have my son resurrect in all hearts. Notice she didn't say just in your heart, but through you, all hearts, for Jesus to resurrect. March 18, 2004. It is sufficient that in a clean heart you place my son in the first place and then you'll be able to see. Listen to me and permit me to lead you to this motherly way. October 7, 2009. Kneel down beneath the cross and look at my son. 
He conquered sin and died so that you, my children, may live. Permit me to help you not to die, but to live with my son forever. April 2nd, 2006. Give your hand to me, your mother, and permit me to lead you. July 2nd, 2006. My children, do not deceive yourselves with false peace and false joy. Permit me, my children, to show you the true way, the way that leads to life, to my son. And a lady says in July 25th of 2006, two things that was mentioned today. Rest for your bodies and physical rest. At this time, do not think of rest for your body, but little children seek also for the soul and the silence of the Holy Spirit. Well, this was about silence. She mentions those three things. And so, Our Lady, this, today saying, permit me so that, or rather, permit me, little children, to lead you, open your hearts to the Holy Spirit so that all the good that is in you may blossom. Is incredible because that's the first time Maria's been told these words. What's the significance of that? Well, it's yet to be discovered and we'll understand more as time goes on. And so it is with Our Lady. We've got to realize that her request today, when she says silence, means much more than just being silent with prayer too. She wants a result of that. She wants for you to recognize who you are. You know, people have gone to Medjugorje, bumped into each other, and they may not know each other. You may be traveling in some way. So I've been to Medjugorje. I have too. You instantly have a kinship that you don't have with anybody else. You could be the only one in your family, and the other person the only one in the family. You don't know them, but you run across them at the beach or somewhere or Europe, wherever. And instantly, you have an animated conversation. Why is that? Because you're in colleague with something of common that is difficult to share with anyone else. It's difficult to identify with someone else that hasn't been there. Or even if they don't, they know our lady and they followed her. You immediately have relationship. You immediately have people that you could say, these are my brothers. And when we have people go to war, there's something they share that can't be explained. It's difficult to to even for them to talk. They come back and they're silent. There's things they can't talk about because nobody would understand. The family won't even understand. Conversion in Medjugorje is the same way. So what was it like with the apostles who walked with Jesus? What did they share together in those three years walking with him? We're walking with Our Lady. The apostles, the 12 apostles were in a class that nobody else was in. Nobody could identify with them in the same way or even the bishops today who are the apostles of our day with those original ones. And so there's a home in Jesus. There's something that you can't explain to other people. Our Lady asked us today in her messages, be my apostles You've been given an opportunity to be real apostles walking with the lady. And when the apostles were told about Jesus' 
teaching on the Eucharist and all the disciples left. And he turns to them and says, what will you do? You want to leave me too? No, where will we go? The apostles responded. We've given everything for you. And so it is with our community. There's battles we fought. There's, there's fights we fought. There's, there's struggles we fought that we can't share with anybody else. We can tell them about it. We can discuss it. We can tell the stories. But until you've been there, you don't know where home is. Our Lady's creating a home in our heart underneath our mantle. And there's nothing else we could ever do here, especially in the community. And the same holds for you. The closer you go to Our Lady, what else can you identify with in the world? And so we have to realize that Our Lady's calling something that parallels even going to war, something that is shared by soldiers that nobody can identify with. Only those soldiers that have become brothers with people they're willing to die with and live with. Well, he almost forgot how to drive over here While he tried to survive a year over there Some young punk just ran him off of the road he just turned 22 last week In the back of a striker somewhere in Tecrete He never thought he'd live to be this old It's crazy being home Yeah, it's crazy being home Stepped off a plane, feels like yesterday They were waving flags and signs with his name They said they were proud of what he had done If they only knew what he had become The girl in love, she swore that she'd wait But he came home to a cold, empty place Had a burger today and got a new cell phone It's crazy being home The stars all look the same And he still answers to his name It's okay, but something just ain't right It's right to fight for what you love But his young eyes have seen too much Till you've been where he's been You wouldn't understand And I hope you never have to, my friend got the call, he's back on a plane To where he belongs, it might sound insane But his brothers are there, they can't fight this alone So they dropped him right there in the blood-red sand His best friend is locked and loaded in his hands And his sergeant yells, boys, it's time to go And he thought, it's crazy being home Crazy being home. Oh, 
Jordan's crazy being home It's crazy being home You know, Our Lady gives us such an intimate walk with her. And after you tasted that, tasted that you, you're home. It's, often we take people to Medjugorje and they say, I don't even want to go back home. I want to live in Medjugorje. And I used to say, no, you've got to go back home and make your home Medjugorje. And once you've had that, you can never go back to the world. What used to be home and the culture, the way you did things, the way you walked in it. Who wants that? Who who could even want to be part of that anymore? And some have. Some have grown cool to Our Lady, to the messages, and she said that. Many will cool off. But she asks us to be fervent. And if you really find a home in Our Lady, there's nothing else that you can go home. Just like the Shosers who carry something in common. They can't even be discussed. That's why World War II vets come home. A lot of things they can't even talk about. Except of the veterans. And so we're in the midst of something so big, so grand, that unless you really follow Our Lady, it's difficult to share. It's caused strife, too, in the family. Because many people become jealous of that. They see you have something with somebody else who's been to Medjugorje that you might not have with them. But the whole world's going to go that way. Don't be left behind. This uh, last month, when Our Lady gave her message on the 25th of June, she said, I, um, I'm in joy watching you live the message. And I know that many of you out there probably experience sometimes when you're living the message that you, you see something in the message that Our Lady already inspired you to be living. We see that a lot here in the direction um, of our founder. Uh, Coming back from Medjugorje, this past celebration of the 30th anniversary, we are still going pretty hot and heavy with the work schedule here all through that time and uh, starting to do a lot more gardening than we have done in the past in our community. So this is a whole other area that uh, all of a sudden we're trying to balance with everything else that we're doing. And yet, even though there is so much work always to be done here, and on top of that, the the whole gardening, weeding, picking, canning, those kinds of things, um, he came home from Medjugorje and said he he wanted to really felt very strongly about instituting um, getting off early, five o'clock evenings, um, in order that we can begin getting some of the rest that we hadn't or basically had denied ourselves for the last two years since the retooling and and the March events and things like this, really wanting to make sure we are are doing our rosaries in our homes every night and going back more towards recuperating from this long time of of work. And uh, so it's very beautiful to receive a message like this today that we already were instituting 
um, through through the inspiration of our founder, and, and we've seen this so many times. In fact, on uh, Medjugorje.com, we have the story from 2005 when Maria was here, and uh, we actually had the grace of having the July 25th message given in the bedroom. And remember, um, we were preparing for Our Lady's birthday, August 5th coming up. Uh, she was celebrating her birthday with us here at Caritas on and and all the pilgrims that were going to be with us, and our founder really wanted to um, to prepare for that birthday. But we are also in this very busy time, and so he was looking at starting a novena. We are already praying short, ardent prayers, and then Our Lady gives this message about short, ardent prayers and about beginning novenas. And again, it was very striking that this had already been in the heart of our founder, friend of Medjugorje, and, um, but such a beautiful confirmation and also a comfort of knowing that Our Lady gives these inspirations um, that whatever the future holds, that we're walking, we truly feel this, that we're really truly walking with Our Lady, that she's guiding us and, and, and um, is close to us and is leading us to something good. For, as she said in the message today, um, that all the good in you will blossom. So I don't know if you'd like to comment on, on that at all. Well, Our Lady always tells us to live her messages, and you won't feel the passage from this life to the next. I think if you're living the messages, you'll know really what's in our heart. As she plans for her next message, you'll, you'll be doing that without even realizing what you're doing. And then it's confirmed later when it comes up. And... You just do what you're inspired to do. Ali says, listen to the Holy Spirit. We spend an hour every morning quietly in personal prayer as a community, providers, the single and the consecrated men and women. We go out there and you listen to God. You listen to creation. And why would you not hear what Our Lady is thinking about? Why would you not know that? As we said before, Our Lady didn't say, to be honest with you, or to be truthful about the matter, what she says is. We don't have to add anything to it. It's truth. And so by doing that and opening yourselves and find that quiet time of the day and for an encounter with God, with Our Lady, she'll speak to you. And you'll, you'll do steps that you won't feel lightning and thunder, but then you come up a month later and here it is, she says it. This is what I call you to do. You're ahead of the curve. And we've often seen way ahead of, 10 years ahead of the curve. The church is not ready to accept what we're doing right now. Many people aren't ready to live what we're doing right now. But I tell you, what we were doing five and 10 years ago, people are doing now. We're ahead of the church. St. Francis was ahead of the church. Many things that came to recognize or, or rejuvenate the church was ahead of the church. They got persecution because of it, because nobody wants to be convicted or changed. We say things nobody else is willing to say. But Our Lady has said it, and we don't care what everybody else thinks. If she says it, she inspires it, she does it, we institute it. We don't expect everybody to agree with us. There's many people who want the movement of Medjugorje all be united and together and under one central authority. Who, uh, no, Our Lady didn't tell me that. I don't want to guide our community that way. We're not underneath the Franciscans in Medjugorje, and we're not going to be. They didn't call us to Medjugorje. Or anybody else, or the whole movement getting together and say, this is how we're going to do it. God don't want it that way. 
Our Lady's calling people to do what they do or evangelize the way they see or wherever they're most bound, they feel. Our Lady said, do novenas where you feel most bound. That being the case, she says, obey me, listen to me. That's what we do. And we see it confirmed repeatedly. If everything is to be centralized, why is there Franciscans? Why is there Jesuits? Why is there Dominicans? We need everybody to be their own charisma in the Medjugorje movement. We need a lot of people spreading Medjugorje. That's a big mistake, a misnomer to think you've got to be all in colleague and working together. Our Lady told us in a private message at Maria's house in Italy to get hearts close to mind to a way of salvation. We was walking away. And I'll talk a little bit more about this after this break. The Holy Queen Mother of Jesus Spouse of the Holy Spirit Queen of Nations Queen of all hearts The Woman of Revelation The Queen of Peace asks you to spread her call to the ends of the earth. Medjugorje.com A tool for you to spread Our Lady's way of life and change the world. Medjugorje.com Brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Spread to all your family and friends, Medjugorje.com From Caritas of Birmingham. Hear me. 
Poem Man God Jesus is relayed by Maria Vitorta, who wrote these books. And these books, Maria Asker Lady, 1981, the first months of the apparition. On behalf of seminarians, can we read these books? Because so many people are against them. People say the church condemned them. they said one must read these books. And I wrote Cardinal Ratzinger at the time, not 1981, but back in the late 80s. And they reviewed them and said, yes, they can be read by the faithful. 
They just were not decla- declared supernatural, which is fine because everything in the moment of going through an approval stage never can be that, no more than Medjugorje can be approved right there at this moment. But in there it relays that Jesus burned with fire to cure people and evangelize them. Other than that, people fatigued him. He would go to escape the crowds and pray. He needed silence. So when you've been kicked down, when you've been knocked down, how do you stand back up? I used to train horses in high school. We'd take wild horses and break them. You learn a lot of things when you do that, especially a lot of common sense, how to not get kicked in the head. But one day we were going to breed a magnificent stallion to a mayor. He had taken sixth place in Congress, which is nationwide for halter class. It's a beautiful horse, just like a picture of, you'd see on the Quarter Horse Association, if you're familiar with that. Really muscled out. He was majestic. And I had to spin the mare around until she was ready for him. And I had to do this real fast to protect the owner while he had the stud on a leash, on a line, lead line. And the quicker I was going around, she kicked, and she kicked him right in the chest, knocked him like five feet. I thought he was dead. This guy took a hit in his chest so hard that I couldn't even believe he'd ever get up again. But he got back up. He couldn't talk. He couldn't breathe. I thought maybe it punctured his rib, maybe it punctured his heart. But he was tough. He got it kicked right out of his shoes. And life does that to us sometimes. Especially the spiritual life. And we're expected to get up. We're not going to be given any more than God knows we can take. Many things will kick you around in life. You'll get bruised. You'll get beat up. You'll be laid out on the floor. But stand back up, and that's what he wants. When she says, permit me to purify your heart, don't think it's going to be something pleasant. It's going to be a kick in the chest. It's going to feel like your heart's being ripped out. But there's a purpose to it. That you may blossom and bear fruit 100-fold. Unless a seed dies and falls to the ground, it won't grow. And this message today is an agrarian message. Permit me, little children, to lead you, open your hearts to the Holy Spirit so that all the good in you may blossom. What blossoms? Plants. And bear fruit 100-fold. How do you get to that point? Silence. You may go to people's homesteads or places or their businesses and they show you this and they show you that. But they go to you and say, this is my house. This is my heaven. This is your house heaven. This is my land. This is my living. What kind of living are you making? What is your direction in life? Does it bring peace? Is your joy the simple things? Our Lady's calling us to that. If you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you'll know that. You'll know what she means when she says, so that all the good that is in you, may blossom. How? Through the Holy Spirit. 
How? Permitting her to lead you. How? In silence. And God's not saying just to be silenced through this message, just to be praying. Sometimes we should be silenced about what we're doing. We should be silenced about our witness. We should be silenced about our actions we're going to take. You don't ever turn your cell phone off. You don't ever get away from these things. You don't know what silence is. It's why we don't have cell phones in our mission. And we're on an international mission. Oh, it'd be much more convenient. But we'd lose silent moments. Just walk into the field. Just going at 5 a.m. We would think we're so important that we would have to be answering everybody across the world. But that fatigues us. There's no value for us just to spend time with people unless we're evangelizing. Other than that, we want to be in silent. We want to be in prayer. We want to be with each other. Because our blood, our community, our life, our simple way is what we're most proud of. This is my house. This is my community. This is my family. This is our way of life. This way of life, we want to follow God in. This is my house. This is my heaven. This is my land. This is my living. This is my wife. These are my children. This is my blood. Well, these are my boots. This is my tractor and these are my hands This is my hammer, this is my sweat This is what matters, this is my blood It's my life that you're looking at When you're passing by It might not look like much to you But in these eyes of This is my church, this is my Jesus, this is my strength, this is my weakness, this is my flag, this is my freedom, this is my blood. This is my church, this is my Jesus, this is my strength, this is my weakness, this is my flag, this is my freedom, this is my blood. This is my house, this is my heaven, this is my land, this is my living, this is my wife, these are my children, this is my blood. This is my life, this is what matters, this is my love. 
Rest your body and spirit. May they be in God's love. Permit me, little children, to lead you. Open your hearts to the Holy Spirit so that all the good that is in you may blossom and bear fruit 100-fold. And then this is what you can say. This is my house. This is my heaven. This is my land. This is my living. This is my wife. These are my children. This is my blood. Good night. We love you. We wish you our lady.